This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Episode three. This is, this is, I, no, it's episode four. Episode four. <laughs> it's the third part of uncomplicating relationships. So it's like four, three, all of numbers are confusing when same, you're a therapist because we suck at numbers. We should get rid of the numbers. We should get rid of the numbers. Everything will be free. Every- barter system. <laughs> back to the barter system. That would be so amazing. Yes. Actually, can we start up a barter system? Yes, here we go. Wait, so we're not going to go through the whole spiel. We love you. It's not therapy. M and Jen, that's it. Isn't that nice of us? That's really nice. You're nice. You're a nice person, though. You're a nice person, too. I wasn't always. Like, when weren't you nice? Like, in high school, I, like, bullied the bullies. Like, I thought that that was me being, like, Robin Hood, like, steal from the rich, give to the poor. Like, that was my justice warrior. So you're like, you're like a bully vigilante. I'm a I'm a bully. You're vigilante. like Dexter. I'm fucking Dexter. You're oh de- shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I think that just means I have antisocial personality disorder. Right. It's fine. See, I was actually the complete opposite. That does not surprise me. How'd that work out for you? Um, you know, not great. I mean, I feel like I got walked all over when I was younger. How? Like, I would think, you know, like in seventh grade, I got cheated on. <gasps> you got cheated on? Yeah. What happened? It wasn't great um seventh grade what a what a rough time you're already so awkward I think it was like one of my first relationships actually I probably had a relationship in like kindergarten too but like they're not real find out um I think my friends knew and I had like this posse behind me in seventh grade of course you did and so like I found out that like other people knew it was really devastating that's pretty brave that your friends told you that's a hard thing so what happened he cheated and then yeah he cheated and then and then so I think that how did he cheat what happened he got jerked off in a park. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little HJ, man. It's seventh grade and HJ is a big deal. And you know what? I really wasn't putting out at the time. Of so. course you would. It was seventh grade. It was seventh grade. You hit so. puberty later for sure, didn't you? I sure did. How did you <laughs> know that? I don't know. You could just tell. 
tiny human what does but that mean? wait well you know what's so today we're talking about like the end of relationships and one of the things that matters is how you found out about stuff if there was infidelity right because like we're gonna be, right because yep. we're gonna this in this episode we are talking about divorce separation breakups which is so difficult so to go difficult. through and so infidelity i feel like is a huge part of that because that happens for some yeah so often and some people get through infidelity and stay together and uh some people said, don't. I almost said infertility, which can also lead to a breakup. Ooh, true. I mean, that's a whole other topic a whole we'll other get thing. into. We won't get in. We're not going to get too much into that today. So I feel like we should start with some questions. Let's do it. All right, so somebody asked. These are great questions. Great and, questions. Okay, for anyone who is listening and is like, oh, my questions don't get answered, we go with the theme of the episode. We keep all the questions, though. So eventually your question may be answered. And if it isn't, I'm really sorry. We fucked up and said it was 10 million times. I swear to God, I'll do it at one point. <laughs> okay? Okay, also, if you have a question and it doesn't have to go with the themes that we have, then let us know what your thoughts are on what kind of episodes we should have. Yes, Yes. We'd be happy to integrate. Yes. Okay. So what advice do you have for couples going through separation? This is a great question. Um, Like we said with breakups, like there are a million good ways to go through separation and also a million bad ways. Um, And I want you to think about one is there children involved. Children matter a lot of how we handle everything. Um, If there's children, we have to be very sure to stay um, consistent with the message we're giving to people, to be loving, to um, communicate, work together to support them. That's one of the most important things. Now, if there's not children involved, we have to say, like, what are things? Do we have animals together? We have a business together. Um, How involved are our families, right? For some people, separation is just the same thing as a breakup, except for you're signing legal documents at the same time. The state of Pennsylvania does not have legal separation. They just have marriage or divorce. We're in Pennsylvania. I don't know what other states' laws are. But so for like Pennsylvania, we're talking about separation. Basically, that's you and your partner deciding that you want to take a break. Some people do it as a trial. Some people do it as the step before divorce. Some people do it as just a step back, figuring out what to do. So be on the same page. We've talked a lot about like unrealistic expectations. If you're doing a separation specifically as a trial, Talk about what the boundaries are to set with your partner. Are we communicating during that time? Are we sharing finances during that time? Are we sharing responsibilities? Be on the same page because you don't want resentment or anger or any uh, disconnection to grow even more. I also think it's a really good time to go to couples therapy. During the separation. During the separation because it really helps you define what those boundaries are because sometimes that's hard to talk about when you're in the midst of discussing separation and it's hard to come to some sort of mediation on so if you're going to couples therapy during this trial separation you can come up with that plan exactly okay to have such like a very specific plan on how the separation is going to go I think is one of the most important things I love that right because then it's not just okay we're separating and we'll see how this goes because then there's no clear structure Uh especially if there's like children involved right do you guys want to try to like I work with some couples that are separating there's children involved so they want to have Sunday night dinners together for the kids sake right so like that's what I mean like there isn't one exact way to do this it's about what works right for your situation so keep in mind what you share together and what is the safest healthiest way to do that Okay, um, so here, here's another question that touches on this. 
Do you think that, let's say a partner cheats, right? And this was one of the questions that comes up. Can you work through infidelity and stay together? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is that no matter what you happens in your marriage, in your relationship, if you want to try really hard, you can make it work. But both people have to be willing to do that. Exactly, right? So if there is infidelity, but there's a lot of stuff that affects how that might move forward. So a lot of times how you found out. If you found out because you discovered, if you found photos or video evidence, if the person gaslit you and lied about it for a long time, that often has very different repercussions than if your partner comes to you and tells you the truth. Right. And it like has like a productive conversation about it. So keep in mind, a lot of it has to do with how you found out about it, how your partner has handled it since, um, what your past is. Was there any, keep in mind, like, is there infidelity in your past relationships? Is there infidelity between your parents? What is like cheating and infidelity mean to you? And how did you guys define infidelity in your relationship? Right, because that can mean a bunch of different things. Yeah. Because we've gotten a question that we didn't add into here, but some people consider their partners watching porn cheating. Yes. So. See, I don't consider that in my I relationship. Don't either, yeah. No. So, and the same thing, I, and also if my husband flirts with women, I don't consider that cheating. Same. But I some have, people do. But some people do, exactly, right? But like for me, like, I mean, I think, you know, sometimes people flirt and like, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, sometimes you flirt just to feel good, right? So like you have to decide like what feels right for you in your relationship and you make that rules, those rules yourself. And here's the thing. No one really goes into their relationships or marriage talking about, okay, if one of us cheats, how's that going to play out? And what does cheating mean to you? You know, because it's really hard for us to accept that this type of thing happens and it happens all the time well, and the reality is is that actually cheating is incredibly common it's incredibly the way, common it's the way we talk about it we just live in a different day and age um things are different i also think that um cheating has always happened throughout time throughout history but people didn't figure it out as much because there wasn't so much proof and now everyone's finding out. And now everyone's finding out. So before, like, cheating was a thing that was sort of known, but we, like, turned the other cheek. I think it's really different, which is so interesting because relationships have evolved so much. And we seem to keep getting more conserved about boundaries within them. I People, also, like, get pissed if you like someone else's Instagram photo. Right, right. So that's where defining what cheating means to your relationship is really important. And I also think that, communication through this really matters and kind of what we talked about with the separation is that you both have to be on the same page in terms of working through it sometimes when someone cheats they don't necessarily want to work through it you really need both partners to be willing to process through it because the person who cheats tends to tends to get villainized in a lot of ways did you villainize your seventh grade boyfriend for getting jacked off by someone else yes because like (laughs) how dare he but you got back together with him yes so now how do you make sense of that in your brain? What? How have you conceptualized this so now, traumatic situation to I you? I think that he was a seventh grade boy with raging hormones, and I wasn't putting out, and I think it's understandable. <laughs> when it's funny, because we're saying this in a joking tone, but like somebody could have been cheated on by their seventh grade boyfriend, and it did greatly impact them. So I think it did, in a way, greatly impact me. Okay, in what ways? So I think that it... It hurt my trust in relationships because if you think about it in seventh grade, you're you're really developing and understanding your sexuality. Well, and your self-worth is so fucking low in yes. middle school. Yes. Oh, right? my God. Middle school is the toughest time. Yeah, you're so awkward. 
anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? <laughs> it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blueland, and it has been a game changer. Blueland has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. And so it's a time in which you're really figuring out who you are. And so because your self-esteem is developing and you're connected to someone, if they are going and looking towards someone else, then it can really be a blow to you to feel like, okay, well, what did I do wrong or what's wrong with me in some way? And, and what I, you have to remember yeah. is that people cheat because of themselves, not because of you. So that's a really important thing to talk right, about. Right, and you didn't know that. And somehow now this entire podcast has become about Infidelity. cheating. <laughs> you know what? I think that we should have a whole podcast Yeah, we probably infidelity. should. But it's, for now, we're going to go on this little tangent, which is that when people cheat, it's because of something with them. It's not because of you. And working through that infidelity, if you're going to work through it together, it's not just about talking about the hurt that the one person who has been cheated on is dealing with. It's also talking about the reasons behind the cheating. Mm -hmm. And if you want to look at that, one of the best resources you can read is State of Affairs by Esther Perel. 
She talks so much about infidelity. So if you want a book recommendation with our book club that we are starting slash not starting, State of Affairs, (laughs) State of Affairs, check it out. And also Not Just Friends is an amazing book about this um, that I highly recommend. But so, okay, so speaking of friends, though, Jen. Yes. Somebody asked us an amazing question. Are you ready for it? I think so. I don't know if you are. I'm prepared. Can you actually handle it? I don't know. Okay. Um, how do you help slash be there for someone who just got out of a toxic relationship? Okay, this is – okay, we touched on this a little bit because, once again, we tend to get, like, very – we can t- kind of build this anger around our friends, like, when – It's a loyalty, just, right? Yeah, it's a loyalty, and we're trying to protect them. I think yeah. it's coming from a very protective place. But – And sometimes we just don't know what the fuck to say. But if you th- – right, and we don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, fuck that dude – or woman. And we don't want to hurt someone and say, like, well, where was your part in the situation? Because exactly. someone's hurting, right? Yeah. So, of course. But if you think about it, if they just got out of a toxic relationship, they probably had to deal with a ton of toxicity, you know, and maybe anger. And so really what our friends need in those moments is support and love in whatever they're doing. And so to just be there for them and ask them, what do they need? How can I be there for you right now? Because even though where our protective instincts are coming out, it's sometimes, you know, it might not be the most helpful way to approach the situation. Yeah. And I think also sometimes if it feels like we can feel overwhelmed by other people's emotions. So yes. that's why sometimes we, instead of sitting in that feeling with them, we're quick to villainize someone else or quick to play the blame game because we don't want to, like, go deeper. And if you can't meet your friend there because, like, maybe you have your own stuff going on, you could, like, recommend, like, how about if I help you find a therapist? You know, like, yes. like here is, like, this book that I Googled. Like, right, there's other ways to support if you can't be there in that moment. That's okay. You know what I think people do, too? And it's it's hard not to, but people tend to bring their own experiences into it. Like, oh, when I was in this kind of relationship, this is how I dealt with it. Yeah. But when someone's getting out of a toxic relationship, they need you to just be there for them, right? And so even though your, you know, your way of, of supporting them is trying to relate it might take away from allowing them to sit there in those feelings and being there for them while they're going through it so yeah I think finding them a therapist or helping them to find a therapist or support them in going to therapy is a really important piece of this because also therapists aren't biased it's our job to kind of separate ourselves from it mm-hmm. and support you in whatever you need yeah okay so then somebody asked the amazing question why does it take so so long to let go and move on when the other person already has this one's gonna hurt guys it's because the person who did the breaking up of had already started grieving when they made that decision to do the act so maybe in the past few weeks they had already decided this or they have been thinking about it so they've been able to grieve since they've been processing this decision so they might have already been grieving for months before you even knew what was happening and that sucks and there's no way to sugarcoat that or make you feel any better it's really hard when you break up and it feels like your partner moved on so quickly a lot of times it's not necessarily they moved on so quickly they had already been moving on just unfortunately when they were still with you and doesn't that touch on you know because this question is asking Uh, you know about the other person doesn't it kind of touch on the conscious uncoupling because the focus should be more so on yourself and what you're going through and a lot of the times you say oh my god I can't believe they moved on so quickly how are they in another relationship and we stalk their social media 
and we stalk their new significant other social media. I hear that all the time. It's yes. a lot of stalking. Oh, yes. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, and so. Or all their friends do. And they say, like, I can't look at it so all your friends look at their right. stuff. Yeah. So, but, but. The thing to think about is what what's going on for you that's pushing that? Like what's happening for you internally mm-hmm. that's making you want to stalk their social media? And that's like another thing to think about is like if you feel totally powerless, there's a lot of ways to get your power back. And one of the ways you get your power back is by focusing on yourself and right. not on this other person. And a way to do that is going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but also there's like other therapeutic stuff besides going to therapy, right? So like right. – Take an art class for yourself. Reconnect with an old friend. Call your grandma. I don't know. Or journaling sometimes. That really helps you to focus on your internal work. But you know what? That also touches on this question. How can we overcome the pain of rejection in finding a partner? Because that can feel like rejection when your partner has moved on. You feel like your partner has moved on. Yeah, or or when your partner gets a hand job from someone else. Right. The park. Exactly. (laughs) It's a very interesting place to do it. It's, well, where else is a seventh grader going to do it? That's true. That's we don't have a lot of spots. A basement, no. basement. But even at seventh grade, it was weird to have co-ed stuff. That's true. At least for us. Maybe it's different now. Well, you were in an all-girls school. No, I was never in an all-girls school. What? Just because I went to Catholic school doesn't mean it was an all-girls school. Well, you know what? Those are my preconceptions. <laughs> 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 each other for a very long time jen just found out i did not go to catholic school i really believed that this entire time you thought i went to an all-girls school just at, at a point but i'm wrong at no point did i go to oh my god an all-girls school i don't know why i thought that i i'm gonna pretend like i did i think it's just because i wore a uniform so you assume that yes. i was at an all-girls you know, school that is, it. that is totally it <laughs> Because we didn't have to wear – I kind of wish we had to wear uniforms. It's Honestly, it made life so much easier, which is like – so I have to tell a secret now about oh, us, Jen. I'm excited. So for any of our um, – so keep in mind, like, Jen and I typically see someone once a week or once every other week, right? So, like, Monday – the clients I see on Monday are not the clients I see on Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, so, oh, like, Jen – So everyone should know, Jen and I wear the same outfit. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And no one will know. And no one will know. But each other. <laughs> because we don't see any, we don't see the same people. So we wear literally the same thing five days in a row because we're gross and it's our uniform for the week. Okay, also, we, we feel <laughs> the need to constantly justify it to each other even though we've been doing this for so long. So long. Like we'll come into the office and be like, same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but like over it would just be again. a lot of different outfits. It's a lot of different outfits. Does your husband ever say to you? He would never. I can walk in the house yeah. with purple hair and walk out with, like, orange, and he would, like, never notice. notice. I don't think so. Really? Yeah, no. My husband's, like, same outfit. No, oh, he, like, oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like Bill's pretty fashion forward. Um, I think it's because of me. Not to, like, toot my own horn. But you made him that way? I would say so. Well, maybe you can. Well, like, also, like, everyone should know that Jen came in the office this today and was like, oh, look at the, all these purses I ordered. And she ordered from Shein, right? Yes. Which, like, everyone talks oh about. Oh, my God. It's almost like we're doing a plug for Shein. They're never going to advertise us. No. They're not going to pay for this. No. But <laughs> so she comes in. She has, like, ordered all of these purses. She's like, except for this one. This one's really ugly. I don't like it. And I was like, oh, I love that one. And so then I, I sold it to her. <laughs> so then I bought Jen's ugly purse for $17. But and the question was, am I going to judge her when she wears it? Well, no. Then I modeled around the office and you said it looked good on me. But maybe you're just lying to get your $17. No, I wasn't. You wanted to save the money from shipping it. You would never have shipped it back. No, never. (laughs) (laughs) No chance. 
Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> okay. Well, so back back to But it brings yes. us back to the rejection question. How can we overcome the pain of rejection if I rejected you with that pocketbook? All connects. Wow, How can beautiful. you overcome the pain of rejection in finding a partner? And we talked about this on our dating one, too. Because I think this is really – rejection such a painful emotion, and we take it so personally. I think the number one thing to remember is that rejection is never personal, right? And we talked about – infidelity and how infidelity happens because the person who is cheating it's something going on with them same thing with rejection when someone rejects you it is not personal to you we can me and emily can have very different tastes in people and it's it's not and purses apparently and purses apparently (laughs) and you know what it's not personal to the purse no oh good one you know just because we have different opinions I mean, same thing, right? So, like, I'll, I'll say to Jen, like, I don't like your outfit. And that actually doesn't say anything about Jen. No. She but, doesn't say that, but if she did. Because Jen has great clothes. We know Jen. Okay. <laughs> okay. But also, but so, I would be like, why? Okay, but so if I say to Jen, I don't like your outfit, right? It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't at all say that Jen doesn't have good style. It says me personally, like, I don't wear, Jen's wearing a black turtleneck. I don't like black turtlenecks. Um, I'm Steve Jobs. Wait, or that Elizabeth, uh, what's the other one? Oh, no. Oh, God, yes. yes. What's her name? I can't remember, remember. but she's horrifying. Yes. Um, Okay, right. But if Jen feels insecure about her style, she's going to take that personal. Now, I think if I said that to you, you're not insecure about your style or your clothes. Correct. So, like, you would be, well, how would you feel if I said that to you? I would say, oh, yeah, we have different styles. Like, it wouldn't feel personal to me. You'd be like, well, I guess I'm not going to lend you my black turtleneck. Yeah. I would be like this, which, which, because it's my Steve Jobs turtleneck. Yes, yeah. Every time I wear this, I announce a new iPhone. <laughs> I say, iPhone 12, when I walk into a room. And does everyone love it? Loves it. Loves it, loves it. No, I feel like when we cover a place of rejection or taking it super personal, it makes it a lot harder to recoup it makes it a lot harder to move on and I think that goes we got an amazing question somebody said um I'm in a happy loving three-year relationship yet still thinking about my ex why how how to process this this is a really good one because I think that socially we're taught to feel like okay if you're in a really happy relationship then you shouldn't be thinking about anyone else when you can still be grieving a past relationship and be in a new happy relationship. You can have multiple feelings at the same time. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair 
cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. And I think we're often kind of inundated with this idea that if we are in a very happy, healthy, loving relationship, you're going to have no thoughts about an ex. You're going to have no pain that comes from past experiences. That is so not true. I think you're definitely going to still have pain that comes up, things that trigger you, because you are a whole human being who has gone through multiple painful experiences, as we all have. Mm -hmm. And And I think also like being in touch with where else you felt rejection in your life, right? Like like there could be a reason you struggle to move on and this feels like so hurtful to you because of other things you're experiencing, of other like core wounds that you have of feeling unloved and unworthy that play out in other places. What do you think? I think, yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. And I think it's okay that you're feeling that. You know what I mean? I also think it matters like how much judgment you place on yourself and your relationship because you're still feeling that hurt and rejection and know that it's completely okay that you still feel that. It's just a matter of letting yourself feel it and letting yourself grieve, continue to grieve even in this new relationship and working through it because if you don't allow yourself to grieve, it's gonna come up in different ways. talk about a story somebody sent us oh yeah this is okay so this story so this is what somebody sent us they said they're okay with us talking about it um so this person writes to us so here's the background info this guy and I have been dating each other he recently he broke up with me we've been seeing each other for about six months we always had a lot of fun together a lot of shared interests attraction was there and bedroom stuff was good but it wasn't like the best that this person's ever had um but they said like she was okay with that there was a emotion like emotionally chill nature of it whatever so ultimately he ends up ending it because he felt more of a uh, friendship vibe rather than a romantic one. He's really not into talking about feelings or opening up about emotions um, openly. And uh, this person, I, I think, is. Gotcha. This person, the, the, the boyfriend the pers- was also younger. There was an age difference she thinks could be part of it. You're saying the person um, who wrote in is yes, open yeah. to processing emotions. So, um, so she said the breakup conversation was also relatively quick because I had something else I needed to head to when he brought it up. Like, right, like, so he, like, kind of does this on a whim. Mm-hmm. She has to go somewhere else, like, work or something. She says everything was amicable, and he's pretty interested in still being friends, which she's open to. Fast forward, right? He asked her if, if he she has any interest in doing mushrooms, like, psychedelics um, after, like, together. Because oh he does mushrooms a lot um, to process through things like dig up these feelings because he's so uncomfortable which is like here's your like first red flag is this guy has to do mushrooms to talk about his feelings right right so she says 
Like, should I do it? Like, she's asking, does this seem like a terrible idea that's going to have, like, no productive value? Which I think is hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, so she's not really trying to get back together, but she's, like, kind of open to this idea. Like, do I do this in process? Or the question she says, or is it just going to make me feel bad about myself to hear someone tell me in full detail why they broke up with me? Right. Right. I think it's so interesting because this is someone who's like, she wasn't super hurt by the situation, uh-huh. but she's like, do I have this experiment just to get clarity? Like, what do you think about that? I have a couple of thoughts. About okay. Because I also think, because that really depends too, right? This whole process of, of them doing mushrooms together. Mm-hmm. And because the thought is, okay, he needs to be able to express his emotions through doing mushrooms. Yeah. So the clarity that she's going to get is through him being able to express his emotions, right? But she doesn't seem like she really cares about getting the clarity. Right. So Like, it's more like he said this to her and she was like, this is hilarious. Do I do this? (laughs) Like, she's more like, is this like real life, I think? I think that's what she's saying here. So, okay, so... Because if she was really torn up, I would say, girl, here's here's all the evidence you need that you dodged a goddamn bullet. If this person can right. only process their emotions doing shrooms, then, right. like, you you really, you got out here lucky. So does it, it brings up the question of what will it, what would it do for yeah, her? Yeah, like, you know, that is... Maybe is she'd it, get free mushrooms, I guess. I mean, that's something. But is it just, <laughs> is it more so going to be for him than it is for her? That's I think what that's I, I think so, right? And, like, isn't that, like, a bit of a selfish act for yes. him? Like, he can go do mushrooms on his own. She doesn't need to be a part of that. So this is, this is, like, um... A very specific question of like there is no right or wrong here. Yeah. Right. Like, like but like what would I? So, and but I think that like okay, let's take the mushrooms out of it. Yeah. This is really common. Like when people say like, well, do you want me to be honest with you? Like right. what, when you like, do you want closure? Like or want to write a letter for closure? I think you have to say like, what's beneficial for you to know? Right. Right. And sometimes it's like a learning situation. Like sometimes when people reflect back who they saw you as, like it really sh- gives you some insight about how other people see you. So sometimes it can be helpful. But if you're feeling a lot of pain, just take care of yourself. Right. I think it really depends. To ask yourself, well, what do I need right now? You know, is this something that's going to be helpful for me or is it going to be hurtful? And maybe you wouldn't know. Maybe you wouldn't know until you experienced it. And if you feel like, okay, I have to do this in order to figure out if it's something I need, then to process through, okay, well, if this is a painful experience and this was a bad idea, how am I going to take care of myself afterwards? Absolutely. Like, what sort of, like, self-soothing needs to be, like, pre-set up? Exactly. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. Okay, wait, so uh, there's another question I really want to say because I think it was awesome. Somebody said, how do you or do you divide up the couple's friends that you have? So let's say you break up and you have, like, all these mutual couple's friends. Like, what happens? I think that's a really tough one. So I think it depends. Some people go by if you brought them in, you take them out. Like that's oh. a rule. Some people go by like if they were my friend before, either they're my friend after. Right. But I kind of think that that doesn't end up necessarily being fair because like what if you have like all these attachments right. and you've been the one maintaining these relationships? And I mean the question is like can you can you both maintain it? Do you really need them to pick sides? Maybe if it's a really bad breakup, you do. Also, what if you made the friends as couples? Oh, that's a hard one, that's right? That's really tough. I think that's, well, okay, this can touch on the conscious uncoupling in a way mm-hmm. because you can you can really think about, like, what pain am I feeling? And if you if you go, I mean, I know I'm bringing up therapy a ton because we're therapists, but. If really, you, this is just a plug for a our whole plug profession. It's a plug for therapy and for Sheehan. 
yes. So, but um, if you really work on negotiating the terms of your breakup or of your divorce wow. or of your separation, just what? Say, okay, Jen. So yeah. Yes. But what if there's just too much pain for that? Well, sometimes I think you need time. All right. Because I think when you first break up, when yeah. you first get divorced, there's there can be a ton of pain. It's almost like when you're fighting with someone to give when you yeah, give yourself t- yeah, you give yourself timeouts to separate and to come back together and to talk about things in a very factual way. Yeah. And to really negotiate when there's a lot of pain there, it's really hard to separate out your emotions. Yeah. So that's where it's okay to give yourself some time to do this. Like you're not going to be able to say, okay, we're breaking up, getting divorced, separated, whatever. Let's immediately negotiate this and have zero emotions connected to it. Yeah. That would be impossible. So I guess when it goes to this idea of the couple's friends, I think this is the importance of like keeping individual relationships, which is like, so that maybe you're not hanging out with them as a couple anymore, but whichever person you felt more connected to within the couple, you maintain that relationship. I think too, it, it, it ends up dividing friends in a lot of ways if you have a lot of emotion connected to it right so like if your friend if you made couple friends right so like you've made these friends while you were in the relationship and your friends end up hanging out with your ex you it can be a, a huge betrayal if you don't process through it in a different way And so that's where it might just take some time to really work through the emotions connected to it and to talk to your friends about it, right? To have the conversation of, you know, this is what's going on for me, but I understand that you're still connected to this friend without the expectation of, oh, they have to hang out with one or the other, but, or they have to pick a side, right? Yes. And so to just be open about what's going on and to take take responsibility for your own pain and how you're processing through that pain. And that's, and that's our summary. That is part of our summary. Right. Okay. So, cause we want to really like, so like we said, insight awareness action, right? So here's our takeaways. We want you to really think about giving yourself time to process and grieve. You do not have to rush to feel different. If getting under somebody makes you get over someone and that's what works right for you, that's fine, but it's not everyone. So even if your friends are giving you a bunch of advice, Think about what feels right to you. Give yourself your time to figure that out. And listen to yourself. That brings you, it brings yeah. us into our second takeaway. Listening to yourself and being true to yourself. So if you're giving yourself time to grieve, you can also really practice that self-care and focus on what do I need right now. People are going to give you a lot of advice when you're going through breakups. The most important thing is that you focus on what feels right for you as opposed to what might feel right for someone else. Absolutely. And then taking your power back. Instead of focusing on the other person, something you have no control over, focusing on the pain that you feel inside to heal that wound. That's the conscious uncoupling. You don't have to necessarily do it with the other person. Sometimes they're not going to be a process and they're not going to be a part of that. And you won't always get that closure from them. And this is the journey you go on with yourself. Because just a reminder, the longest relationship in your life is going to be you, yourself, and you. That's so nice are you ready for personal or professional i'm so ready i think it's your turn (laughs) thank god because jen wouldn't be able to handle it she's had too much vulnerability today i have too much vulnerability every day with the hand job story listen yeah that was a lot for me (laughs) do you still have contact with this guy no should we find him do you think he married her no are we sure do you know her still yeah no like i'm not friends with them but do you know what they're doing yeah 
Is he listening to this podcast right now? I mean, there's a chance. That's I doubt hard. it. Oh, my gosh. Today, also, guys, today we got 2,000 listens. <gasps> Thank you so much. Cool. We're very excited. Well, let's get into personal versus yes. professional, and then we can thank you and tell you how much we love you at the end. Because we do. So much. <laughs> Turn it to an A. What's the thing where you make those, like, uh, whispering noises? Do you know what I'm talking I about? I have literally no idea what you're talking about. There are, like, YouTubes and podcasts. Oh. What's that called? ASMR. Yes. Um, yes. One of our amazing clinicians, Ben, he has videos of him doing it. What? Yes, like cutting up chalk. Oh, my God. See, that, like, it, like. You can also Google cats eating corn, and I've heard that's a very good one. It makes my skin crawl. <laughs> okay. Like Personal professional. Okay. We could go on forever. Okay. Okay, ready? Are you prepared? Yes. So, you and your partner break up or get divorced. Either one. Which one? We'll choose divorce. Mm -hmm. You and your partner decide to get a divorce. And your partner goes to all of your friends before you can tell them and tells them that you're getting a divorce. Go. So, professionally, I would say... That's okay. You can't control somebody else. All you do is the friends that like really matter to you. You like go and have individual relationships and you would hope that those friends would reach out to you and support you either way. And they'll be like telling parts of your relationship there. Like it's going to give you indicators of like how healthy some of those relationships are. <laughs> Personal. I love, I love when it, it's almost like your voice gets deeper <laughs> and you're like a belter. The real Emily comes out. Okay. <laughs> personal I don't know I think that I would be in such shock yeah. I don't know if I do anything I'm sure I would send a very nasty text message very like, nasty like passive aggressive no just aggressive, aggressive. yeah like yeah. just like I mean like that to me would be like just like you know stay in your own goddamn lane yeah so I think that I would send a really nasty text message but I don't know if I would do much more than that I would be so stunned by the act and I think that like me like the majority like I don't have like a ton of friends like I have like a ton of acquaintances okay Jen's looking at me like I have so many friends. okay I'm okay, sorry maybe that wasn't accurate that was not accurate she has okay <laughs> she talks to so many people okay. all the time but like my small circle is like people that have been in my life for like a very long time right. like the majority of the people in my life like I've had since like my best friend like I've had since I was like four years old right. like my daughter is like named after her right so like the majority of my relationships like I wouldn't be too worried because there's such um strong significant relationships and and in general they probably already knew it was coming because I would have already talked to them about it. And I'm not like a secretive person. The podcast would have known it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> like that wouldn't have been a All thing. All of your listeners would know. <laughs> would have known. Um, but yeah, there would be definitely nasty text messages involved. To your ex. To my ex. Not to my friends. It wouldn't be their fault. Right, of course. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's it. That's it. Okay. We did it. We did it, as always. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Rate. Subscribe. Review. We love you so much. We love you so much. And we appreciate you. Till next time, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. 
Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts? We're gonna uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.